we're back, and here we are with Sean. So how you doing, brother? Doing well. How are you? Good, good. So, so I'm going to guess that you probably found Bruce Nobles through the haunts he does. Well, it was actually through the zombie bolt they had up there in Guthrie. Um, I don't even know how many years ago that's been. But yeah, we met there and been friends ever since. And uh, he was an integral part in this film. Yeah. Uh, both from his, his acting that he did and his contributions to our film. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let me get something out of the way that I wanted to say in the opening. I should have taken notes on the opening. I don't know why I didn't. Um, that I wanted to mention there is that... Say the name. <laughs> Zombacter. Zombacter. Yeah, Center City Contagion. Is on Amazon Prime right now. Uh, and... The, the, the one thing that the kind of elephant in the room that I thought as I was doing research was you were a geologist so so like you've studied you're you're an intelligent person to have to be to, to you would have to be to be a geologist and you also would have had to have had a lot of interest in geology to pursue it that much. I mean, it's not like, I don't know, I, I'll either be a geologist or a cosmetologist, one of those, <laughs> you know? So, what made you cross over to the dark side? Well, I am a dwarf. Okay. Are you? So we we like caves. Oh 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 oh! <laughs> uh, are, are we referring to the fine fine beards that we both have? Yes. Yeah. Personally, I have a thing about anything close to my neck. Just like, it's like a phobia, I don't know what you would call that. And I would in general, like, let my beard grow until it like kind of touches, and then I would cut it way the hell back again. But with the pandemic and a lot of other things that was going on at the time, and I don't, we don't even, I don't even have a pair of clippers anymore, you know, it just like started getting longer, and as it got longer, it got to a point where it started getting fun, I can stroke it, I'm almost at a good pie-may motion I can do here, um, so, so like, I, I, I think I'm just committed now. I had to cut about a foot of it off. Yeah. Split ends. Yeah. So, um... 
so so the, the so again, what made you cross over to the dark side? What what made you decide? You know, fuck geology. <laughs> I'm going to Hollywood. <laughs> I like creativity, science, all forms of science, natural science, geology, biology. Yeah, I like it all. And what I wanted to do was, you know, one of the things that we've always known is fear of the unknown. That's yeah. what is uh, one of the things that everybody capitalizes on in horror films. You don't know. You don't know what's behind the door. Uh, you don't know what's causing a zombie apocalypse. So... I got tired of hearing all of the explanations for a zombie apocalypse. Uh, government, government gas, you know, some kind of a strange nuclear accident, uh, a virus. Yeah. So what I wanted to do was create a um, a real life scenario where you could plausibly uh, reanimate or bring back deceased animals, including people, and provide an explanation for how that could possibly happen. Okay. Well, I, I, I've seen some creepy things, but like those are things that I've just seen in headlines. And I don't know. I don't want to go to a source unless I know it's a trusted source. When we're talking about like zombie ants and things like that, or you know, flesh bacteria, things that have passed my attention. You know, I'm just glad that whatever the CDC has a plan. <laughs> It's it's whatever happens, they have it covered. <laughs> um, so Amazon Prime, that's got to be a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's also it's also on Vimeo right now. I, I, I put it up on Vimeo first. Yeah, and uh, and then it's uh, now of course it's on Amazon and. There's several other platforms that it'll be uh, moving to, but um, yeah, Amazon is the most recent one. Cool. How did how did that work? How did you wind up getting it on Amazon? I went through Film Hub. Film Hub is um, it's kind of it's kind of the uh, independent filmmakers uh, platform for getting it out to. A bunch of different uh, really platforms. Yeah, it is. I I never heard of it. Yeah, I've never and and I'm a failed filmmaker. <laughs> so <laughs> I know some things. <laughs> um, I, I you know even at the moment I've even forgotten the one that I always used to use to. Uh, sign up shorts for uh, festivals yeah film freeway is a good place to um, to get your films out there for for different uh, film box? festivals yeah and, really yeah and, and in fact uh, 
we put our film up on Film Freeway and Red Dirt Film Festival, which is happening next weekend. I believe it's the 11th to the 14th. Yeah. Our film was selected to be in the Red Dirt Film Festival. Nice. Very, very nice. Um, how's word of mouth going so far? It's going pretty well. Uh, I would say that the people that have been interested enough to watch the film have, have enjoyed it. Okay, cool. Um... <laughs> so, so what does it... I'm looking at my notes. So what does the title mean, and how do you pronounce it? <laughs> so, Zombacter. Zombies and bacteria. Whenever you uh, name a genus species of, of bacteria, it usually... For, for certain bacteria, it ends up in the um, bacter, like geobacter or yeah. uh, campylobacter. So, zombacter, of course, would be the zombie bacteria. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And center, center city contagion would be in reference to where the initial outbreak occurred, the center city. Yeah. Okay. Any reason for for Center City, or you wanted a kind of a neutral, any city kind of vibe? Yeah, I did. Um, I was visiting one time a city, which we'll go and mention at this point, and I was having a nice dinner with a bunch of people who, uh, let's say they had means. A lot of means and on my way to dinner I passed several homeless people who did not have means and I felt at the time that it was very incongruous very dichotomous to be in that environment when there were people just outside who were not able to enjoy what we were enjoying so in lieu of having dinner that night, I decided to go outside and, uh, and just talk with them. And in talking with them, they shared some of their stories, some life histories, and I found them very compelling. And that's one of the reasons why one of the main characters in this film is a is a homeless person, because I felt that um, they had a lot to contribute to our society. And they were being marginalized and, and overlooked in a lot of ways. So I took a lot of, of those experiences and, and, uh, and built some of the characters that we have in this film from, from what I experienced that night in that center city. Okay. Okay. And, and you had written a, a book, or actually a trilogy, first. Is that correct? Yeah, so back when, when I was first um, entering college as a uh, non-traditional student, I was already in my 30s before I did that, um, I started writing this, this book series. And again, one of the reasons why I did that was to was to kind of offer a plausible explanation for, uh, for for zombies in general and 
you know, moving on to uh, other other common classic uh, monster characters, vampires, werewolves, and so forth. And in doing that, I started writing the screenplay actually. And at the time, I did not have uh, the means to, to to make an actual film. And upon showing the the screenplay to, to various people, they would always ask multiple questions, which typically a screenplay doesn't address because there's just not a lot of room for, for either dialogue or for, for exposition. So as I spoke with the people about this, I realized that uh, one of the things I need to do is just go ahead and, and, and write the book. And, and once I had the books, then I could go back and transfer those uh, back into screenplays and then hopefully at some point make a movie or multiple movies, which is uh, the culmination of what you've what you've seen here. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, if you had to drive one animal species into ex- into extinction so that no other animal species would ever face extinction again, what animal species would that be? I don't know. That's a, that's a difficult question. See, see, see. <laughs> that's my answer. To, <laughs> I don't to, know. <laughs> to steal from the Pope... I zigged instead of zagged. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're all humans. I mean, I, I think a lot of people would point to that as being the obvious answer, but I, I, I don't, I don't think it is. Um, it's not that simple. No. Life isn't simple. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a, a, a beautiful movie. A, Thank you. It, it's really well shot. Yeah, it's very well. Sh- it's very well shot. Yes. What did you shoot on? The camera that I used was a Sony FS seven hundred. Uh, yeah. It's really it's really outdated by by modern standards. Yeah, but it's it's what I had, it's what I used, and I, I think it did it did a really good job. Uh, probably any of the uh, critique that could be had was was strictly due to me, uh, as as the uh, director of photography. Yeah, yeah. How much of this movie was inspired by Holy Grail? <laughs> I love Monty Python. <laughs> I really do. Um, there's a lot of films that that I enjoyed. Spinal Tap, of course. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I wanted to include an element of, of dark comedy in yeah. the film. Um, it's it's a difficult tightrope to walk because whenever you're talking about horror films in general, yeah, there are multiple niches. You've got the slasher movies where people expect, you know, a lot of boobs, a lot of, uh, 
you know, gratuitous kills. And in a lot of zombie movies, people expect, uh, you know, the, the whole uh, apocalyptic survival where you've got people, you know, living in camps and, and struggling, you know, kind of, the, uh, you know, the walking dead sort of thing. And, yeah. and you also have the more comedic films, which really deal with how many times can you show different ways to kill a zombie? <laughs> yes. And mm-hmm. so I don't think this film falls into any of the any of the traditional niches, which which could be which could be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, because you don't you don't you know it, it's hard to capture each one of the of those audiences because you're not giving them everything that they want. But at the same time, this is clearly not a highbrow, you know, gone with the wind or it's any kind of an Oscar-winning you know, uh, kind of performance film. And that's just not the way it was written. At the same time, you know, I, I've heard people, you know, say things, or, or critics say things like, well, you know, this is no Sam Raimi film. You know, this is no uh, uh, George Romero film. And, and you're right, it's not. It, mm. it absolutely is not. And I hope I've taken portions of, of what these these stalwarts of, of, uh, of the genre have done and combine them into something that would, would be uh, enjoyable for, for a lot of people to watch. Uh, you know, I've taken a lot from John, uh, John Carpenter and his mm-hmm. films. Uh, I really like the way he builds his suspense. Yeah. And... I, I, I really enjoyed that. In fact, the soundtrack for this film was was in in large part inspired by uh, you know uh, John Carpenter, uh, Ennio uh, Marconi, uh, Nine Inch Nails, you know, yeah. Trent Reznor. There's there's a lot of things in this film that we tried to pull together uh, to make it something that that has never been seen before, and, and I think we've done that. Uh, a lot of people may not understand it, and, and that's that's one of my one of my fears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, put this over here. Um, how long have you been growing that beard? <laughs> it's been a few years. Like I said, I've, I've cut about a foot of it off um, at, at, at various times. Um, I, I thought at first it would be itchy, it would be hot, it would be uncomfortable. Uh-huh. But honestly, I don't even notice it's there. Yeah. Um, except for when it's really cold and um, it flies out of the way, and then I feel the cold air, and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I have this. Yeah. I, I like I said, I've just gotten a big, be a big fan of just stroking <laughs> mine. Just like. Just like oh, this is this is actually kind of fun. <laughs> so okay, um, <laughs> at what age would you say you 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 were your most genuine self? Now, yeah. Cool. Cool. It's a good answer. I, I, 
I, frankly, I think I have to agree. Personally, now, now, now's been pretty good to me personally. It's kind of horrific out there, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But on a personal level, it's been kind of working. But anyway, you know, and, and you kind of have to strive to be genuine, you know. It takes work. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm completely there yet, but I think I'm heading the right way. <laughs> um, I found that I've, uh, I, I'm, I'm phenomenally bad at interviews because I, I tend to be um, very honest. Yeah. And it's not always flattering, I suppose. Yeah. No, if anything, practice you, practice me, you know? I mean, I don't know if anybody's watching. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We are, we are as, as Reverend Steve will say, uh, we are not the summer blockbuster. We are the cult classic. You know? I understand. I kind of personally think more we are the geek in the back of the circus biting heads off chickens. <laughs> You'll have some people come by and look at the oddity. <laughs> Then they'll pass on. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if I have any actual. Whoa, 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 what kind of? Yeah, I, I, I thought you were Doug <laughs> from your Facebook avatar. Because is that you on your Facebook uh... avatar? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Is it? Because it looks like a much older person. So when I was watching the movie, and I saw, saw uh, Doug Van Leen, I'm not sure if I'm oh. pronouncing the last name right, I thought that was you. Doug, Doug Van Leen, Doug Van Leen. yeah, he's, he is fantastic. Um, his acting and, and the way he was able to to, to, to both play off of and lead uh, Eric Starkey, which yeah. played the professor, was just fantastic. And uh, I, I, I'm sure Eric would, would, would be a much better uh, person to, to explain this, but uh, Doug Van Lu was actually one of his mentors for acting. Yeah. So those two, those two have, 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 have history together, and so that was... It was really evident in this film. Those two really did fantastic. Uh, yeah. I was so blown away by their performance. Yeah. That's so, yeah. yeah. Again, it looked really good. Um, you have a good eye. 
and I don't know what the budget of the film may have been. Um, probably the same for every independent filmmaker, but, you know, probably shit if you're lucky. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it wasn't nearly as, as, as much as I, I wanted, but um, uh, but it was, I tried to utilize the budget that we had yeah. to get the film uh, out there with uh, with the most integrity that I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about we uh, get on over to the clip, and then we'll get on a bit deeper in the movie, okay? Fair enough. Let me get that sound off first so people can hear the clip and not us.